Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Welcome to Grounds for Discussion. I'm Laura. And I'm Becky. And today we are discussing the book When Crickets Cry by Charles Martin. So if you have read this book, you know that Annie has a lemonade stand. It kind of starts out that way. Um, So we decided that we would make a dessert that had lemon in it. And since it's summer, we wanted to do uh, lemon ice cream. So we found a recipe and you can find it on our website at groundsfordiscussionpodcast.com. And we also want to make some sort of uh, lemon with our coffee to go with the dessert. So I actually found a recipe, like a Starbucks recipe, that uses cold brew, ice, lemonade, and a splash of sparkling water. So did you enjoy the dessert, Laura? Um, yeah, I, I actually did. Um, we, we kind of, um, yeah, we, we, we sort of tested it out just before now, because mm-hmm. we, obviously we didn't want to be eating ice cream. It, right. it should be stated, we are sitting in the same room right yes, now. Yes, we're very excited about that. So, I mean, <laughs> we can actually talk to each other. And look at each other. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> amazing. Is, it's a little strange, actually. It is. <laughs> I mean, we have never done this. Our entire book club has been yeah. virtual. Yeah. So um, when we first started doing book club together, it was over Marco Polo, a video app. Mm-hmm. And we would record little videos for each other and kind of send them back and forth. Yeah. And set a time when we wanted to do that. So kind of funny. This is the yeah. first time we've done it. It's fun. So we're excited. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yes, I actually, so we actually got to make the dessert together mm-hmm. this afternoon and it is pretty delicious. It's very I good. It's very good. What all did we use? We had ice cream. Not much. I mean, like vanilla I mean, ice cream. No, we didn't use ice cream. Oh, it was we didn't? just um, like That's milk how much I know. and half and half. Or no, I'm sorry, milk and heavy whipping heavy cream. whipping cream. Some lemon juice. Some lemon zest. zest yep. Some sugar. Was that it? I think that may have been it. It wasn't many ingredients. Yeah. I was and really we had surprised. to follow the steps. But yes. the end, I mean, I thought that you always had to use like some sort of salt or something when yeah. you made ice cream, like homemade ice cream. It's been so long since I've made homemade it, ice cream, probably since our parents' house. Yeah. It, so. it was very good. Very, like, um, very creamy. Very creamy. Yeah. Almost like gelato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we tested it, it wasn't it wasn't really set enough. Yeah. So it was it was even it felt even more rich. Yeah. So it we're was, gonna give it a little more time, but it, it is very good. It was good. Now the coffee, on the other hand, <laughs> the coffee talk. <laughs> mm. That was a little um, okay. So it sounded interesting to me, and I was yes. like, oh, maybe it'll taste good, you know. And once we put enough lemonade in, I don't think we put enough lemonade in at first. Once we put enough in, I was like, okay, I can see where people might like this I combination, lemonade and coffee. Could not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I it, it, it is not my personal favorite. I will never make it again, but, you know. <laughs> well, I knew that that was a thing. Yeah. I, I believe it's kind of an Italian thing mm-hmm. that to for Italian people sometimes will put literally like a slice of lemon in their coffee mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. Yeah. Lemon and coffee together. And I remember the first time I heard that and it wasn't long ago. I thought that's odd. Yeah. But okay. Maybe it's because we like our coffee a little bit more sweet. And, like, it throws it off to... It definitely, it it adds a little more acidity. Yes. I mean, if you like kind of more acidic coffee, then Mm -hmm. maybe that would be something that you would enjoy. Yeah. I would say if you like, if you, if you like more acidic coffee, give it a try. Because it's definitely interesting. Yes. You know? It's a different uh, take on coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And, And if you're into trying something different go for it. Yes. I personally was not a huge fan. I was glad we tried it, but yes. I will never make it again. I, I believe the words I used were, it's a waste of good coffee. Yes. yes. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> well, when you have two coffee drinkers in the house and we yeah. both drink a lot of coffee, I was like, oh man, now we're yeah. going to make more coffee. <laughs> That's all right. We're always up for making I know. Coffee. I'm ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> 
All right, so let's dive into the cast characters. Uh, there is Reese. He's the narrator of the story, and he lives a very secluded, pretty much alone life, you know. His next-door neighbor is Charlie, which is actually his ex-brother-in-law, right? Yes. And then there's Annie. She's a little girl who's selling lemonade to raise money for a heart surgery. And the lemonade stand is where Reese and Annie meet for the first time. And then there's Cindy, uh, Annie's aunt, who's also her legal guardian. And there's Emma, Reese's first wife, who passed away. And then Charlie, which we mentioned before. That's Emma's brother. Yes. Um... So I'm just going to give a, a brief summary for those of yeah. you who um, may not have, have read it. Um, like I said, we're not really normally spoiler free, but I'm going to just give kind of a, yeah. just a, a basic. Um, I already gave some spoilers. That's, so. <laughs> that's okay. Like I said, generally, you know, we, we really like if people can kind of read yeah. the book with us. So, um, so we are going to, we're going to, we're going to dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story begins with a man called Reese. Um, who is doing his very best to fly under the radar of life, <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, he, he keeps to himself. He only spends time with his childhood friend, Charlie, um, who is also his um, ex-brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And he really doesn't see anyone else. No. Um, so one day on a trip into town, um, he meets this little girl named Annie who is selling lemonade at a stand that she has, um, like kind of in my mind, I can picture just kind of on the sidewalk, but yeah. in a, in a town, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, there's, it, it's, um, it's not like her front yard. It's like, right. you know, kind of yeah. in town. And, um, she goes to, uh, retrieve something that she kind of dropped into the road and she's actually struck by a truck mm-hmm. and she suffers, um, injuries to what we come to find out is already a very weak heart mm-hmm. in need of a transplant. Right. And Reese sees this. So he, he actually goes in and saves her life mm-hmm. by administering medical care until the, the paramedics arrive yeah. and he saves her life. Um, and after that initial encounter, um, Annie slowly but surely kind of worms her way into Reese's heart mm-hmm. and sort of draws him out of his self-inflicted isolation. Yeah. And as she does so, we begin to see more of Reese's past mm-hmm. and we begin to sort of see how much healing his heart is in need of as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So, can we talk about um, how Reese looks at life versus kind of how Annie looks at life? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that it seemed pretty evident to me that Reese was paralyzed by his regret and his fear when it came to his former wife, Emma. He really didn't let himself live because of that. And then there's Annie, who knows that she is, she believes she's going to die. You know, she knows that she isn't, her heart isn't going to last forever. And she lives every day, like, fully because of that. So I think it's kind of yeah. easy to let fear and doubt um, and past experiences, like, rule your life. <laughs> and I think that's what Reese kind of showed, you know, through the book and... And it was essentially about him changing in, you know, in that way. But yeah, it's really, it's really kind of about his, his transformation just as much as any of the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, in fact, that's kind of the sub, the subtitle is a novel of the heart. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a double, triple, whatever entendre, because it's not just about Annie's physical physical heart. Mm -hmm as she needs a heart an actual heart transplant right it's also about reese's mm-hmm. heart yeah and how closed his heart is yeah yeah um so yeah i think it's easy to let your heart go there with the fear and the doubt like he did um and then you look back and you're like how did i get here you know i'm sure we can all think of a time in our life where we you know, had that experience, like, you know, we let fear 
rule our heart, you know? Um, if you don't mind, I kind of want to share a little story. <laughs> That's yes. all right. Yes, of course. Um, uh, many of you know me and you know our story, but um, we adopted a little girl from China. Um, her name is Ellie. And I remember when Ellie's picture came up on the, re- the website um, Rainbow Kids, I fell in love with her right away. And I had um, an actual like voice in my head that said, she's yours. And I, I read underneath her picture the, um, the words severe heart issues. And I thought, well, you know, I'll show this picture to Nathan. And if he wants to pursue this, then, you know, he can kind of make that decision. Like that will be the decision maker, you know? Yeah. And if he didn't want to pursue it, then we could just move on and look, you know, elsewhere. But I showed him the picture of her on a Friday, and by Friday afternoon, we were talking to the agency about her file. Were you trying to kind of take some responsibility off yes. yourself almost and <laughs> just sort of sort of be like, well, maybe Nathan will say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I had a bunch of, you know, doubts about that, that decision, and I... I thought, well, he can, you know, he can, <laughs> I kind of just pushed it on, on him in my mind. Yeah. I didn't really tell him that's what was happening. Well, I'm just saying that because I totally do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, well, I'll, I'll just make the kids ask yeah. Ben about that. And then, and then if he says no, then that's, yeah. <laughs> then it's on him. Yes. Anyway, I was just curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally do that. Um, so actually there was a, another family that had her file. Um, and only one family at a time can review a file. So we prayed really hard that weekend. And by Monday we heard back and the agency said that we could review her file and that actually a lot of families had, you know, looked at her file and, um, they told us like going into there, like, just be prepared for, you know, some pretty hard stuff. (laughs) So did you ever think that? Maybe it was just um, a, 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 an issue with, um, tra- with like, translation or anything like that. Did you ever think that maybe, oh, well, maybe her heart is okay, but they just thought that she might have a bad heart or something? I Did never you ever thought question that. that. I didn't because in the file there were, I mean, we knew she had a surgery. So we knew that they knew in China what her heart looked like she had x-rays so that you know those things don't lie like yeah a doctor here can clearly see yeah you know so I didn't really question that um because I remember thinking that in the very initial stages when mm -hmm. you first were talking about Ellie um thinking you know a lot of times kids Mm. will end up on sort of a special needs list or something like Mm -hmm. that and and come to find out it's sort of a minor thing or it's yeah. not anything, you know, and just thinking it, it might, it, don't jump ahead. It might not be yeah. that bad, you yeah. know? Um, but I remember thinking that when I, when I first heard. Yeah. So I wondered if you had. Well, before we got the final, um, paperwork, we were just like, we don't know. We don't know yet. You know, that right. kind of was our comfort. But, um, when we did see the file, we had it sent to three different international doctors, and they all said the same thing. They said, this girl is beautiful. They all mentioned that. They said, this girl is so beautiful, but you shouldn't adopt her. Um, wow. That her heart had such severe issues that she was terminal, and even if she did make it back to the U.S., um, to get some sort of help, she probably wouldn't be eligible for a heart transplant, which was, they said at the time, the only thing that could save her life. So when we got that news, we were obviously really devastated. And I kept saying, like, to Nathan, I don't know if we should go through with this. You know, like, I remember at one point I was like, I was, I would say hysterical. <laughs> I, was, I, I was crying that's pretty, fair. pretty hard. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm saying it's fair that you were hysterical because yeah. I would have been too. So, yes. You know. Yeah. And I remember Nathan just like putting his hands on my shoulders and being like, Becky, <laughs> like God has put you on loan. He's put Mike on loan. He's put Graham on loan. This girl is no different. We, 
you know, are going to have her in our family for as long as God wants us to have her. She's going to have the love of a family that she's never experienced before. So <clears throat> even though it was like physically painful for me to say yes to God, at like once I did it and we just, we kind of jumped in with both feet and we didn't look back. And that's um, saying a lot more about God than it is about us, you know, because he gave us the grace to do that. But um, God was really just saying to us, like, I love you. Do you trust me? And it was probably one of the greatest acts of faith that, you know, we've walked through so far as a family. Um, and we had a choice, but... <clears throat> uh, Allie, I feel like, was always meant to be ours. So all that to say, I was definitely paralyzed by fear in the beginning. And, and I can relate to Reese because he was too. But I feel like through our experience with Allie, I've been able to release that fear and walk every day in the knowledge of, you know, God is good. And... um I'm not ultimately in charge of Ellie's heart, you know? Yeah. Um, just like Reese wasn't in... I think he came to realize he wasn't really in charge either, you know, yeah. which is a big, hard, nasty lesson to learn. It's a hard <laughs> lesson for anyone to learn. Yeah. But for a doctor yeah. to learn is very hard. Yeah. Um, my, my husband, Ben, works in the medical field, and, and he will tell you... Um, Doctors are amazing people, but they struggle with that that feeling of control. Yeah. And um, because when they're in the OR or wherever they are that they do their thing, they are in complete control. Uh -huh. And if they say jump, you jump. Yep. I mean, their word is it. Mm -hmm. And so can you imagine having... I mean, I can't because that is not my personality right. at all. Right. Um, so I can't imagine having an arena in which... I really was completely in charge. Mm -hmm. And then still being able to turn around and tell God, I know that I'm not really in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Reese obviously had to learn it in a really especially hard way. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that scene of him with Emma mm. is so devastating. Yeah. It's just hard to read. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, it, and and I should say, I mean... I think you told me when we first started reading this, you said, it's a great book. Um, somebody had, had recommended it to me. Yeah. Actually, they did not recommend right. it to me. It, um, they told me, Becky, this author's really great. Just don't read yeah. <laughs> when Cricket's Somewhere <laughs> in the translation of that, I was just like, oh, I remember she said Charles Martin was really good. Well, the library has this one. I think I'm going to get this one. I, when, I remember when her saying, cry. Yeah, I remember her mentioning <clears> that <throat> one. Yeah, yeah, that, that, and I'm, I'm thankful I read this Was it book. Liz? No, it was my friend Leah. Okay. Shout out to Leah. Leah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was just kind of funny because I kind of stumbled upon this book, like not by, you know, my <laughs> own doing, like I, yeah. Was it hard to read? You. It was hard in spots, yes. Yeah. But I found it more interesting because I could connect with so many of the characters. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, I felt that. Oh, yeah. And, like, the way that he explained things and wrote things in the book was so interesting to me because a lot of those things that he was talking about, I've heard those terms. I've, you know. Yeah. So it was... I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. I found it to be so, but I don't have the same backstory. I, I mm -hmm. saw it from the outside. Right. But that's not the same thing. Right. So for me, I, I, I remember reading the scene where, um, you know, spoiler alert, mm -hmm. where Emma dies. Yeah. And just thinking, how did Becky get through reading this yeah. scene? I mean, it's just devastating. It was. Yeah. It was. Um Honestly, I don't know. I, I I did, like, read quickly through parts of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I was like, okay, I, I know how this feels. All right, I'm just going to, you know, yeah. kind of skip a few, brother. Yes. But um, 
I mean, I didn't skip over any parts. I still read them, but I kind of almost had to like detach myself a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want to go back to all the feelings and emotions of yeah that yeah so yeah. Um, but anyway, so the um the character Charlie. Yes. I want to talk about him a little bit. Yeah, he's kind of an interesting guy to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I actually loved his character. I really did do. I I, I thought, love the way he wrote about him. Yeah, he just his indefatigable happiness mm-hmm. and joy mm-hmm. at life. Yeah. Even though, you know, he's lost his sight, he, you know, he his he's lost his sister. Mm-hmm. So, it's not the same as losing a wife, but he he right. lost his sister. Right. And um you would never you would never know he'd gone through anything. Right. He just absolutely seems to just lean into God and mm-hmm. say yes to life and yes to joy. Yeah. And refuses to just wallow in any kind of self pity or anything. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't let people lead him around. He doesn't right. let anyone yeah. <laughs> sort of you know yeah. it's just I, I How do you think that's different amazed. than Reese? The characters. Yeah. Um, you know, Reese, after Emma died, had a really hard time saying yes to Joy. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of, you know, just he just seems like he turned off his emotions. Yeah. And just kind of was trying to get through each day. And I know that's true for a lot of people mm-hmm. with grief. And I yeah. can imagine that's probably the only way you survive for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I do love the way that he wrote the unfolding of Reese because yeah. of course he was paralyzed by fear for a while. Yes. Of course he wasn't okay right. and didn't, couldn't just bounce back. But that's what's so interesting about Charlie. Mm. He, he was, he was, he just immediately was okay. It's like he just was able to have this amazing faith gift mm-hmm. to just surrender and just yeah. lean into the entire situation. Yeah. And I it sort of reminds me of our dad hmm. a lot because um I don't know how to describe our dad. There's really <laughs> no good way to describe our dad. He's just an amazing man yeah. and he he has an incredible gift of faith. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, he he just God has given him the grace to just lean in in faith. Yes. And that is just how he lives his life every yep. single day. Mm-hmm. And it's just I mean he he would tell you it's not him it's God. Yep. But it's it's a gift. Yeah. It, and it's a really cool gift yeah. to watch. I like how you describe that about, you know, about Charlie, about our dad that it's a gift. Yeah. That God has given them. I never really looked at it that way, but that's I mean, it's truth. That's true. Yeah, I I just believe he. It's like it's like this character Charlie has the gift of faith. Yeah, like he just, yeah, leans in and and refuses to be brought down mm-hmm. by the awful circumstances, and they yeah. are, you know. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I think sometimes people say, like, you know, you need to just get over it and you know like like just you know god knows what he's doing and blah, yeah blah, blah, yeah and yeah and like yes, the, the yes. sayings that but i i don't think that that's what charlie is portraying no. i think no. there's a difference absolutely yeah. absolutely and charlie seems like he he's not shoving it on anyone's face no he's not saying like well why can't you just get past this reese right that's or not what he's doing god works in mysterious ways or no you know he right. yeah He's just living his life in the beautiful gift that he's been given. In light of joy. Right. The joy that he yes. has, you know. Yeah. And he's not, like, all preachy about it to other people. Right. You know? He just, he just lives it because that's yeah. and his reality. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting how, you know, Charlie has this where he can't see and Reese, you know... Probably feel some sort of sense of responsibility, like, to help him and stuff. Yeah. But really, Reese is the one that kind of needs Charlie. Yeah. Like, he he needs Charlie in his life. Yeah. Didn't you love the part where um, 
you you find out that they okay so they row every morning yes. together they get in get in some kind of i don't i don't know rowing so yeah i <laughs> yeah i don't know what i'm talking about here at all but they get in some kind of little boat and they row every morning across the lake mm-hmm. and i mean they don't just kind of like glide along for fun they're like rowing hard and like maybe two thirds through the book mm-hmm. or something, you they have this conversation. Reset and Charlie have this conversation about something, and it comes up that Charlie doesn't even like to row. Mm, yeah. He's not, so he's just kind of been yeah going along for Reese this whole time, uh-huh. and half the time Reese is going, "Why is he working me so hard?" Yeah, you know, and yeah. and so even though he's not, it's not his thing. Uh-huh. He's a hundred percent in. For Reese, yeah. and he's working as hard as he can. He's mm-hmm. he is pulling them along that lake, you know, just mm-hmm. <laughs> rowing as hard as he can. Yeah, even though he doesn't really care for rowing. Right. Yeah. You know, I just I loved that. I thought that was so indicative of his character, yeah. but also just so cute. Yeah, and that's why you love Charlie because yes. he just is such a good man, you yes. know, and yeah, the way that he sees life and the way that he pursues it yes it's just beautiful yeah Yeah. I agree yeah so what uh were your thoughts about like um uh Reese's relationship with you know the women in his life like with Emma and then his kind of his relationship with Cindy the aunt yeah I thought that Reese was kind of the kind of guy that's kind of hard to find in Mm. the way that he viewed women Mm -hmm. um he saw them as amazing beautiful creatures yeah that he wanted to cherish and protect but not look down on in any way or not treat as any kind of lesser being or anything like that and he saw the value um that Emma brought to his life because she saw things differently yes. than him. Yeah. And she she valued different things and brought him to value those things. Uh-huh. Um just because she did. Right. And I thought that was so precious and just the way that from their childhood mm-hmm. he started thinking, well, maybe I can help. Maybe mm-hmm. I can figure out how to help Emma because mm-hmm. she needs a heart. Right. And, or she needs her heart fixed. Mm-hmm. And as a young child started figuring out how can I, how can I do this and started realizing, well, I guess I need to be a doctor. Right. I mean, that's how he made his career choice. Yeah. It, it had nothing to do with what are my gifts or what are, right. what are my interests or, no, it was just, so this is the person who's here. She needs something. This is the person I care I, about. I care about yeah. her. Um, so I, I guess I her. better become a doctor so yeah. I can learn everything about the so heart. Help her. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought the um, when he talked to the character Termite, which I don't remember his real name. Do you? Yeah, I don't even. Okay, it they just always called him Termite. Yeah, I can't remember. It does mention his name at one point, but yeah, I can't remember it what does. it is right now. Yeah, but um, where he has that whole conversation with him. Yes, about I loved that conversation. Women. I actually looked it up. Can I read it to you real yeah, quick? Please do. Okay. It's, so, it's such a great conversation. Okay. I love it. Um, let me see. So Termite, he said, um, Reese is talking to Termite about... Um, was it a magazine yeah, that it, he saw? You know, Termite's that, kind of a um, young guy yeah. who shows up at um, this, you know, restaurant slash yeah. Bar. biker, diner yeah. type place that's yeah. run by a friend of races. Right. And he's, um, he's, he sort of seems like he's out to prove something and mm-hmm. maybe has been... I don't know. I'm not sure what his story is. But anyway, um, and, and they don't really go into it right. necessarily. But he's just your your average, you know, late yes. teen, early 20 yep. kid who just, you know, if you just look around at the culture, you'd have his viewpoint of women. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And he, he was looking at something, right? Yeah, he was looking at a, a well, 
Reese comes upon him somewhere, and he's he's reading. Uh, Termite is reading on uh, Newsweek, and yeah. and Reese kind of goes, "Well, that's weird. I would not have imagined he's the type of guy <laughs> right. that sits around reading Newsweek." Right. And so he's like, "You know, I highly doubt he is." So he goes over mm-hmm. there, and sure enough, he's hiding right. a dirty magazine mm-hmm. behind this <laughs> this yeah. Newsweek, and he's he's looking at this dirty magazine. That sounds at so work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> work yeah anyway so he said termite you're young and i'm not sure if you're going to understand what i'm about to say but here's the nugget without the heart nothing else matters she could be the godliest or or goddess of love sorry she could be the goddess of love you could have all the mind-blowing sex you could physically handle but when the shooting is over and you're staring um starting to think about getting a bite to eat, smoking a cigarette, or whatever you do with her now, you're just laying in bed with a woman who means little more to you than the remote control for your TV. Love is not a tool. Neither is a woman's heart. What I'm talking about, you won't find in that magazine. How would you know, said Termite, you just said you, um, you've only loved one woman. I think you need to test drive a few cars before you buy one. You can buy that lie if you want, but if you're working for a bank, you don't study the counterfeit to know the real thing. You study the real thing to know the counterfeit. I thought that was so wise. I just yeah. loved that whole scenario. That First of all, that's a topic that not many authors, Christian authors, would delve into. Right. Because um, it's... It's sticky. Nobody yeah. wants to go there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it just shows you his character and, and, you know, his, um, how he views women, you know? Um, I loved that quote. Um, first of all, I think we as Christians sometimes do buy into the lie of, you know, yeah, you need to test drive this quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not really the person that you're mar- that you're going to marry. Like, if you're going to marry somebody, you want to know that they are loyal, that they their relationship with God is is you know strong. That uh, like all these character traits, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and treating someone even in a magazine with respect and love. And how and do you talk- do that? Yeah, and he goes on to talk about yeah. that too. Yeah. About this this woman that you're yeah. looking at right now is um, somebody's, you know, somebody's daughter mm-hmm. and she uh, had dance lessons and she had you know mm-hmm. or, you know he kind of makes up this this sort of bio for this woman yeah she may you know she her her daddy watched her dance on stage when she was five yeah to you know my little, I'm a little teapot or whatever mm-hmm. he says I can't remember mm-hmm. but he kind of makes up this little bio. And turns this picture yeah. into a human. Uh-huh. And Termite doesn't like that. Right. <laughs> he doesn't want her to be a human. Right. And it's 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 just very eye-opening the because way that he says it. Because once you realize that she's a human and you... She's like, a whole person yeah. with a history and yeah. a brain and a future and a, you know... Then you don't want to think the things you're thinking, you yeah. know? yeah. Um, it reminded me of my trip to Thailand when I went with women at risk and just hearing the stories of these women that were in the red light district and, um, you know, like these hard, hard stories and the background, you know, just having a heart and a compassion for, um, not just women, but, you know, children and men who are, who have backgrounds yes you know that literally every single person you see throughout your day is a whole human being yes a whole person with a whole history and a whole background right and yeah I mean it's it you can't sometimes we want to turn that off yeah for whatever reason Mm -hmm. for termite it was so that he could think whatever thoughts he wanted to think about that woman right um but for the rest of us maybe it's something else maybe Mm -hmm. it's it just Makes it easier to get through the line at the supermarket or whatever. And we're all guilty of that. Yeah. You know? Um, Not that you can take, you know, 10 years talking to every person or doing anything like that. But just to keep that in your... Being able to keep that that 
awareness yeah. of the humanity of each individual you meet. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when Nathan and I were first dating because he, you know, I tend to be more negative sometimes and he tends to be more positive. And um, I don't remember. I think somebody, um, like, you know, cut in front of us in traffic or something. And he kind of made up this little little story, you know, like, (laughs) oh, that person is probably, you know, going to the hospital or, you know. And I was like, oh, I never thought of, you know, that there could be a very good reason why that's happening I need to give that person grace. Yes. And even if something isn't happening, I still need to give that person grace. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. But That's funny. That sounds very Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost just as a throwaway, like, oh, that person was probably just... Uh, right. you know? <laughs> yeah, and then after that, he's like, he probably wanted to be my friend. He just... <laughs> that guy was trying to signal to me that we need to get together sometime over a cup of coffee. Not coffee. No, no. no. no Dr. Nothing. Pepper. Yes. I'm sorry <laughs> for Nathan. Uh, but I... um. I thought that Reese's relationship with Emma was very interesting because they had known each other for so long and he had been taking care of her for so long. I do think he truly, truly loved her. And I read some reviews on the books about how people were not upset, but just like, because near the end of the book, it's kind of, you don't really know where he stands with Cindy. Yeah. And, um... I think the author did that probably on purpose, in my opinion, because he he had such this great love story with Emma. Yeah. And um, he probably wanted you to draw your own conclusions about Cindy. That's how yeah. I feel. I don't know. But um, I feel like it was just a completely different kind of love. But I don't think that that means that he could never love again. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think maybe the author was just saying um, that, like the rest of his story, mm-hmm. this is still unfolding. Yeah. And, you know, Reese is a work of grace, as we all are. Yep. And he, like how much, you know, in the from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, how much he's changed and how much God has grown him and yeah. grown his heart. Yeah. And, um the the rest of the story whether he goes on to you know date Cindy or get uh-huh. married or whatever um it's still unfolding yeah you know that's yeah. kind of how I read it mm-hmm. I guess yeah yeah so I like I I like to think that he he could finally let go of his past yeah um and there's hints of that with Charlie giving yeah. him, you know, Charlie giving him that last yes. letter and, and yeah. um yeah, that he could he could say yes to joy in that area again. Yeah. yeah. Um and that that would be okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it definitely would be a completely different relationship and it would be hard to let yes. go of the idea of the love of your life who you'd known your entire life mm-hmm. and coming to a relationship where I've only just met you. How could I love you? I haven't known you my whole life. Right. <laughs> um, I could see where that would be a huge leap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think the character, again, is he he's still unfolding at the yeah. end. <laughs> so, which I like because that's that's, that's life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, at the back of the book, the author Charles Martin talks about um, uh, heart heart health and. Um, He said that he has set up a heart care fund for each sale of the book. Um, A portion of that goes towards heart research. So, um, which I didn't realize. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, it is. That's awesome. Um, In 2015, I found this statistic that almost 634,000 people died of heart disease. Um, and it's one of the leading causes of death, you know, yeah. obviously in the United States. But um, obviously I have, you know, <laughs> I Some have a heart baby. So, yeah. There, yeah. Um, but actually only about 1% of babies born each year have some sort of CHD or um, 
congenital heart disease, which is what Ellie has. Um, she was actually born with um, HRHS, which is actually, it's uh, hydroplastic right heart syndrome, which pretty much means that she only has like half a heart. Um, and then she only had one lung connected to her heart too, which was her weaker lung, her left lung. So when she came home, she had surgery. She had Her first surgery was called a unifocalization, which connected her lung um, to her heart, the other lung, so that she could receive more oxygen. And then she had a surgery last summer called a Glenn which basically rewired how her blood flows. Um, her heart at the time, she would outgrow it pretty much. Like it wouldn't sustain her for the rest of her life. So they had to kind of figure out, yeah. you know, where to go from there. Um, so practically speaking, um, like for an outsider who doesn't know much about hearts, what I remember seeing was a child who um, just wasn't quite as vital, Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and she her, her fingertips, like her nails, mm-hmm. um, were blue yes, because they she had... didn't get enough good rich yeah. oxygenated blood they called to it her, um, to her limbs and stuff severe clubbing so mm-hmm. um like the ends of her fingertips and her toes were blue and bulbous bulbous yeah mm-hmm. um yeah and like you said that's because she didn't have enough oxygen and her lips were blue yeah um but other than that, you would, I mean... She was pretty active, she was pretty yeah. pretty active, but Which she is just... crazy, because kind of, yeah. she's even more active. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so last summer she had that big surgery, and then she actually, I don't know if you remember this, but she had to go back into the hospital because yeah. um, she was considered, you know, having heart failure. That's what they called it. But they found, like, a heart fistula which is where the blood pumps into the wrong part of her heart. So, you know, all these things, some, some of these things were actually mentioned in the book. And one thing that I thought was really cool um, was when he talked about the hole in Emma's heart. Mm-hmm. And obviously I thought of Ellie because Ellie actually did have... Um, a hole in her heart, but it actually saved her life because when she was a baby, when, when you're a baby, you're born with a small hole in your heart. Uh, that's every baby has that, but it yeah. grows together by itself. Yeah. Well, Ellie's never grew together. So, um, it, it's supposed to be for like circulation of blood inside the womb. So anyway, um, Ellie stayed opened and, her, God made her heart in such a way that it kept the oxygenated blood flowing in her lung, which actually gave her more oxygen. So, which is just, yeah, amazing. <laughs> so, when she had her first surgery in China, she was a year old and they put a stent in. Um, and so, it's just, it's just interesting to read all this and think, okay, for one person, this can be a problem. You know, but for another person, it can be the solution. Yeah. And just how unique, how unique everybody is made. Yeah. You know? And God knew every intricate part of her heart and yeah, made it that way. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's just cool yeah. to think about. I think what kind of brought that out to me in the book was... Um, when Reese finally gets on board and he's like, okay, I'm going to do the surgery for you. Yeah. And he, you know, um, he has kind of the same scenario happen where he thinks he's missed his chance and that she's going to die because he gave her heart away or because mm-hmm. the heart wasn't there when she mm-hmm. needed it. Um, which is what happened with Emma. He, he, he kind of gave right. her heart away. Um, and he gets in there and it's a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Like he talks about, which I had just never considered, but he talks about that some hearts don't fit and you actually have to trim them mm-hmm. to fit mm-hmm. into the space that's in the patient, in, in the person. Right. And, um, he talked about it being just a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. But then of course we kind of get to, right. Um, sort of the big, the big ending there. Yes. Where, um, it, everything is just going 
exceptionally well with this mm-hmm. surgery. And he goes to take her off pump and get her get her heart going on her own, her brand new heart going on her own, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember thinking as I was reading it, yeah, this could all go perfect, but unless God decides that this is what's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. we can have all the parts and pieces, and we can do this, and we can do that, but mm-hmm. we are not in charge. Yes. God is the author of life. Yeah. And he talks, and he, he talks about that life is where the blood flows, mm. and I loved that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so interesting because... Truly, as Christians, that is the only place there is life, where, right. where Jesus' blood flowed. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just, I thought it was so interesting that that's exactly what he ran up against. He, it was all perfect. I yeah. mean, the doctors had done everything perfectly. Yeah. And, you know, um, the heart wouldn't start. Yeah. And it's really kind of a devastating moment. As you're reading it, you're like. Right. Wait, you what? Know, wait, <laughs> what? But, it, yeah. you know. And you're sort of sitting there with it going, yeah, it's it's not your call. Yep. It's not your call. Yeah, there was so much meaning in that yeah. ending that was, not that you had to read into it, but it was not just what was happening with the surgery. And like, that's what the author kind of tried to paint the yeah. entire way about yes. this being an, a novel of the heart. Uh-huh. He's It's a double entendre. It's not just the physical heart. It's your heart mm-hmm. where is your heart mm-hmm. you know so i loved that um yeah. but that moment man oh i know i just, just i kind of had to go back and read it again i did too yeah because there because i thought she died yeah i did too and i think you're supposed to and i think that's probably how he, think that yeah i think he wrote it that way on purpose but then when he whispered to her um yeah do you remember that part? Like, yes, but does he ever say what it was? I don't think he actually says what it was, but I believe that it was the verse. I will, isn't it? Like I will, I will put give a new you heart in a you. new heart and put a new spirit within you. Yeah, yeah. which was her necklace, yes. right? Yeah. I think you're right. I bet it was because yeah. he does. I don't think he ever says. And I think in that moment he probably released it and thought, you know. God, God will, will put a new you. heart. Yes. Yeah. Because I think he, he, he kind of had to come to the end of himself again. Yes. And say, okay. Yeah. You're right, God. It isn't up to me. I'm, I will do my part uh-huh. gladly, mm-hmm. but it's not my call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I loved that. Yeah. It was, uh, um, like, to the last page, you're like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then yeah. you finally realize, okay, <laughs> yes, she's she's yeah, okay. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the rating. Yeah. Do you um, want to go first? Sure. Okay. I am giving When Crickets Cry a four. Okay. Javalia. Giving it a, a, a Mm-hmm. I almost gave it a three just because it's not my like favorite genre necessarily. Yes. Uh-huh. But I really did enjoy it. Uh-huh. I loved how he brought the character out slowly mm-hmm. and kind of revealed his story bit by bit, which is how you get to know a person. That's yes. that's that's so true to life. You can you don't you you hear person a person's story over time. Yeah. as they start to trust you. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Um so I enjoyed that. I loved all of the double entendre of the heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, and, and it almost, I, I hope we're not making it sound cheesy, because it wasn't. I know. I know. Yeah. I don't it think wasn't it like was like preachy. Either. It wasn't cheesy. No. It wasn't like, I agree. oh, the heart. No. Was, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it's cutesy. Whatever. Right. No, it, it really wasn't. Right. To me, anyway. No. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it um, was. So I, I gave it a Javali. Okay. Well, interestingly enough. I gave it a Did you do? <laughs> Two in a row. Yes. Now, I think I need to say that I try to base my ratings off of that book alone. Like, I don't look at other books and say, well, I gave that one a, a Pete's, you yeah. know? So, yeah. where would I rank this one? I try to yeah. look at the book 
just by itself as a whole. Yeah. Um, to give it a rating. I don't know. I'm, I don't think I do. I'll have to think about that one. I really try, like, specifically yeah. to not rate it That's against good. other I like books. That. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. But, um... I think for some people, maybe the details would be too much. Like, there were a lot of details. But you could really tell that yeah. he did his research. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That he knew like, what he was talking about. Yes, definitely. I liked that, actually, I did, too. Because I find the human body fascinating. Yeah. And I see it as an extension of God's creativity. Yeah. And just the, yes. the, the beauty of that. So, yeah. I liked that. But I could see where maybe some people wouldn't that might not be there yeah Yeah. and I think you know that's that's one thing that went into my rating like I really I enjoyed it but I don't know if other people would enjoy that detail yeah but um yeah that was one reason why and um the other thing was how you mentioned um like the heart thing but it, it is a Christian book, but when mm-hmm. I picked it up to read it, I didn't know that it was a Christian book. I actually didn't either. I didn't um, realize and that. And then as I kept writing, reading, I was like, is it? It has to be. Like, I wasn't yeah. positive at first because it's not, like, over the head, you know. Right. Um, Which is what makes it so good. It's not. Right. And know, it's, it's not openly cheesy, like you were saying. Right. So, you know, I, I wasn't sure at first, but... Um, I like that. Yeah. That, that it wasn't... It, it wasn't knock you upside the head, this is a Christian yes, book. Yes, But it was there in all the right places. But God is clearly mentioned. Yes. And scripture is mentioned, you know. Yeah. Um, the values yes. of Reese, you know, were... I actually... I, I, I don't know if I should say this, but <laughs> the, the first little prologue part... Yeah. I was a little worried. Yeah. Only because, and it wasn't, not because of anything with, with, um, being a Christian or anything like that. Right. Just, it just wasn't really my style of writing. I know. I know. For some reason I was like, oh boy. Like Uh I just, it it just felt kind of a little bit more, um, flowery than what I typically enjoy reading, I guess. Uh I don't know how else to describe it. That prologue for me was a little bit, a little off-putting, but I was like, Okay, just give keep, it a you know, chance. give it a chance. Yeah. And as I went along, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, he's he, he's gonna he, he'll just tell the he's gonna tell the story. Yep. He's not gonna be just super flowery. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I and, think and, it, and it, I liked it better then. He's an exceptional writer. Yeah, he's actually a very good. I writer. mean, uh, yeah, I really enjoy. I've read one other uh, um, of his books, The Mountain Between Us. Okay. Which I did not enjoy as much, but that's a whole other story. Okay. Um, but overall, I really do, I do enjoy his writing. I think it takes a special talent to to. I think anybody can tell a story and write down plot a plot, uh-huh. but the way that he draws out yes. Reese's character, I think it takes I, that takes talent. That's skill. Yeah. 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 All right. So, our next book. Uh, will be <laughs> ready. <laughs> will be Christy by Catherine Marshall, and we're pretty excited about that one. Yes. So, thanks for joining us today on Grounds for Discussion, where the coffee and the books are a perfect blend. <laughs>